Sean is having some serious issues. Okay, now remember everyone talking. I'm glad I'm glad. I love that we are not only here uh, recording with guys, this is like. This is also the first time you're experiencing drunk Sean. Yeah. It is. Well, it's my oh, second time experiencing Sean at all. Right. Oh. Um, but I mean, Josh, we you've been around Sean a little bit. I've been never seen him. Down with this man right here. He's chatty. Yeah. <laughs> he and I are homeboys at this point. We follow each other on two social networks. Once once you're established wow. on two, it's like you can't fuck with that. That's I'm really. saying, man, we're like inches from bro tattoo at this point, right, Sean? Yep. Okay. Who's gonna go? Go ahead. All right. I'm Liam O'Donnell. And I'm Josh Alvarez, and welcome to episode 28 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. We are here with uh, Cinepunk Sean Benesign. Yo. And we have guest Jennifer Rogers with us. Hello. <laughs> I said it the way that you said that you didn't want it said. Oh, Man, oh. Dick. It's fine. Because you just said, said Jen. Say Jen and, then said oh. and then he said Jennifer. I know, dude. That, that shit don't matter. All right, good. As long as <laughs> yeah. you're cool with that. I just didn't know if you wanted to. There are people who have, uh, you know, like Twitter handles and they want to only yes. be referred to by their Twitter handles so people Although, don't know their real name. I find it weird when people only know me as either a Twitter handle or whatever else because it's not my actual name. Well, I won't say I won't say who, but I do have friends who are known by many people by their Twitter handle and that's really? not their name. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a code name. Well, yeah. I think the idea is that their name is for their actual job. Uh-huh. And they're actual, like, professional. And then people they know only in sort of, like, a social whatever thing, it's like they can just know their Twitter handle. That's like a Mr. Anderson slash Neo type scenario. Mr. Anderson. I uh, sometimes <laughs> go as Jenny Dreadful on, on the internet, but I'm cool with just being Jen Rogers, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what my Twitter handle is. Do you have a Twitter? Yes. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I just don't know what the handle is. So we're off to a weird start, but that's okay. So um, <laughs> today's episode, we are going to discuss a couple things that you guys have done recently. You guys all went to X-Fest, which I missed because yeah. I went and saw Stephen Merritt. Let me just say, I've been listening to so much Magnetic Fields and The Sixths and Future Bible Heroes and Gothic Archies and all that stuff. Sure. It feels weird not listening to a bunch of screaming white guys and just listening to one sad white guy. Just saying, man. Just saying. You know, and uh, I'm into it. It's, it was a great show. The show actually... Oh, yeah, let's start first. Okay. Well, this is what we do. So, have you heard the show yet? Or No. I love okay. that you haven't listened to the show. That makes That's me so happy. That's pretty cool. Sean will tell you, we start with a segment that we like to call Whack or On Track. Okay. Uh, Whack or On Track. We uh, discuss things that we have done recently or seen that is either Whack, not good, mm-hmm. or On Track, real good. I love that you explained it because I feel like yeah. I feel last like, time we came, we we had an issue. We with, had an episode with Dan, with Dan uh, Fraga, who's awesome, but he was like, "I don't remember. Is whack good? Is that like?" A- <laughs> it was a weird moment. And uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, we made so, fun of you, so Dan. As, so as not to have that issue again, I figure it's fair that uh, we we bring it up. So, as our guest, would you like to start? Uh, no, no, someone okay. else start. Sean, Sean, dude, go for it. Okay, first off, how am I coming through? I think you're good. This is almost genius now. But go on. 
So just but talk into the talk okay. into the microphone. So whack is a little harder, so I'm going to jump straight to on track. Mm-hmm. Um, because literally, I don't do enough things for them to be whack outside of like work and like actual things, like Baltimore police murdering people. I, I right. mean, I mean, I'm sure that you've changed a few whack diapers, but overall, <laughs> overall, your life is pretty dope. Oh, it's just like some of the things I could complain about are like things that I probably can't complain about in any sort of public medium. Sure. So anyway. Just focus on on track. Yeah. yeah. So on track, the two things that I have seen gone to that were the most on track are obviously X-Fest and Avengers, which I saw several hours ago. So do we want to just take a detour real quick and talk a little bit about Avengers? I don't think it's worth doing a whole show, but we've all seen it. (laughs) We've all seen it now. We've all seen it. How, how it, did we all? I felt like we probably all liked Avengers. Yeah, Josh, you're the only one I haven't. Did any of us love it? Am I the only one who loved it? I think I loved it. I come pretty fucking close to loving it. I loved it. I did not. You did not love, love it. it. Well, but here's the thing. Let's let let me be clear weird though. Shit where me and Liam don't see eye to eye again. Go no, on. no, no. It's not that. Let's go it's on not, with this weird it's shit. Not, it's go not on. that weird. Here's the thing. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's not. I'll, I, I will agree to that. I, I love Captain America Winter Soldier. I agree to that. It's as not well. as good as Winter Soldier. And I really, really like the first Avengers, and it's not as good as the first Avengers. You didn't love the first Avengers? Didn't, uh, I loved it upon seeing it. I've rewatched it twice, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a little rough. It's not wow. bad, and it's certainly better than, say, as we were discussing earlier... Iron Man 2 or right. Iron Man 3. <laughs> right, right, right. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and, and I will say that I thought uh, the second Avengers movie was certainly superior, for me at least, to all the Thor movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm and not I'm a big Thor fan. I'm going to say it. I mean, and I may have even liked it better than the first Captain America movie, but I don't think so. I think I liked the no, first Captain America. We freaked America. out pretty hard over that first Captain America. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, we lost I think in the hard. in the grand scheme of things, it's not one of my favorite Marvel movies, but... But in the pantheon of Marvel movies, it's let, not at the bottom. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. And in fact, it's certainly not even at the bottom of comic book movies in general. I mean, yeah. so many terrible comic book movies that I'm like... Here's the thing about it. If a... If a if a movie, the quality level of Age of Ultron had come out years and years ago, I'd be like, this is the greatest kind of a movie ever made! I just think, like, the bar has actually been set pretty high by a few movies, yeah. and it doesn't live up. It's a little, for me, messy. I didn't like almost anything that Thor did. Okay. Mo- right. like the I weird just, dipping in the lake uh, business and all that. I didn't really dig on any of that. I really understand yeah, any of that. I didn't dig it. Uh, I wanted that. more vision in my life. Yo, let me tell you something Yo. about that vision character, bro. Ooh. Holy smokes. Did you like it, Jen? Did you like vision? I, I do like are you, vision. Are you into the books at all, or...? Um, I've mostly always been like an X-Men girl, a hard, hardcore X-Men girl. Is this better? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't really read much Avengers growing up, but I'm appreciating them through the lens of the MCU. Very good. Very good. I would also say I fairly geeked out on Iron Man versus Hulk. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. Hulkbuster Hulk armor was, was awesome. But even awesome. within the, even within the movie, compare the fight between Hulk and Iron Man with the fight at the very beginning of the movie, like the 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 wood sequence with all the soldiers. Uh-huh. That felt a little repetitive to me. It felt a little CGI to me. It was like a weird mm-hmm. way. I expect the beginning of one of these movies to be like the best part because they're like, "Wow, everybody, the movie's starting!" Uh-huh. And this one, I was kind of like, "All right, they're still." Still fighting. 
Mm. All right, let's <laughs> more lasers. Okay, like I just it was I didn't feel that energy, and I was it was actually a bummer way to start the movie. But then, like, yeah, that sequence was great. I also just before that sequence when they're fighting. I, I, I guess they weren't in Wakanda, but they referenced Wakanda yeah, talking about that guy. The Black Panther business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Which I got so, so stoked on. Let me but, tell you something. I'm stoked on that Black Panther movie. Oh, yeah. But Fucking the, right. But the dream <laughs> sequences just before the Hulk Iron Man fight. Oh, uh, with the again, Scarlet Witch. Didn't really care. Oh, I, was I, into really, it. I wasn't into, you were into it. it. I wasn't into you were into the dream sequences. Well, that was like some horror shit. That's kind of my deal. Okay, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and sure. I, love, I love Scarlet Witch. So. I thought I don't remember that being her power. I'm going to say that too. Uh, I remember, remember her having lots of powers, and I'm not necessarily her, being consistent. I just remember her envision being an item. Mm-hmm. That there was a moment. There was a moment in the movie where I thought, "Oh, are they setting up for this?" Did you guys think it was weird they killed Quicksilver already? Yes. I guess we should have said that we were going to spoil the Whoops. movie. They know. Well, Listen. <laughs> Justin Harlan knows what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> it's cool. I hope you saw. I, I hope you saw Avengers already, Justin saying. Harlan. Wait, wait. So is Justin Harlan your listener? He's number one is he listener, listener, man. I don't think he's a number one listener. Liam listens to it more than Justin Harlan does, but that's about it. No, <laughs> every episode. Sean, you're a, you're already on the team, man. We know what you do. It's cool. <laughs> Let's get back to this discussion. Well, so, yeah, yeah uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> having two Quicksilvers is a huge problem. So even though I'm also not thrilled, I can kind of see why they did it. Because then you have whoa, to whoa, juggle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 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 wait. What's this two Quicksilver thing because of the other Marvel? X-Men. Movie? Yes. But that's different. No, is are we not? What's happening? Did I, I just hit a wormhole? Oh, yeah. where, where am I? Have I not been I paying think, attention? I think eventually Marvel's going to want the X-Men properties back. So, okay. So that's where we're at. That's where general. That's where everybody knows, except for me, apparently. You're down with this too, Sean? Wait, what? No. You knew I, that I there think, was this I think what she said. Wait, wait. You no. know that this one universe is going to have two Quicksilvers. No, that's no, why no. they have to kill one. You knew that too. No, time out. First off... I think there's a general direction towards trying to keep characters to not necessarily a minimum, but maybe below 40. And secondly, they do have to deal with people who only watch the movies. And I think that's more what she's getting at. Like people who only watch the movies are not necessarily being like, okay, well, it's two different properties and Marvel's putting it up and blah, 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 blah. They're just like, dude, the same dudes in two movies. What the fuck? I'm going the direct opposite opinion of yours on this one. I think everybody who watch these, watches these movies is thinking about that shit. No? I disagree. Disagree with me. I would say that while uh, the majority of people who see these movies have at least read a couple comic books, they're not the only... I, I, I would say it's a, a it's not even a, a big majority. I'd say like probably 60% of people have read a comic book. Uh-huh. And that a good 40%, maybe 45% are not comic book people. They just are like, movie with explosions and mm-hmm. it's a big movie I'm, I'm gonna go and they couldn't even tell you I mean I will say that when I went to see Iron Man 2 everyone I took with me had never read a comic book before they didn't know what Iron Man was it just was the only movie out, out at the time <laughs> okay. oh yeah I definitely had to explain to fellow moviegoers who also didn't really not stop talking during the movie although it wasn't mm-hmm. it was nowhere near the mm-hmm. worst that that's ever been mm-hmm. but like they were asking me who Thanos was at the end, they're like, yo, who was that dude at the end? It was Thanos. Who has now had a bit part in, like, five movies? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, but they're like, who the fuck that? Oh, like, oh shit. And I'm like, Boy. 
Yeah. Wow. He was okay. also at the end of the first. Like you had to have seen the first Avengers. It's the same guy. Like even if you've never read the comics, it's the same guy. Like Guardians. Like, He's I'm in a, Guardians yeah, a lot. Yeah. But is. I could see people seeing the Avengers and not seeing Guardians. Mm. But if you saw the Avengers, he was at the end of Avengers. A lot of people saw Guardians though. Oh yeah, that was a pretty big. Movie. <laughs> that was the big. Yeah, that's like the yes <clears throat> champion child right there. Keep keep getting close to that mic when you're talking, Mike, Josh. I, me or, or Sean? Ja, you. Okay. Sean, Sean's loving the mic. Me Sean's and like, Sean are bros, so this is fine. Yeah. Okay, I want you to know. Yeah. It's all right. But go on. Uh, okay, do we have more? No, wait. Jen's still talking. So go on. Oh, Jen. yeah. You Tar- were talking about the killing oh. the Quicksilver because of the two Quicksilvers. Oh, yeah. I just think that's uh, awkward. Like, uh, in Avengers, they can't mention Magneto, who is their, you know, sort of their dad. And yeah. There's all kinds of stuff about the character they, they're not allowed to talk about. And, and it's awkward. I think it would be okay to keep two going, but I, I'm just saying it, I think that might be why they're doing it. Um, I think they I changed. Didn't... I think they changed that in the comic book. Actually, oh, have they? That in the latest incarnation of those two characters, they're not mutants and they're not the they're children not. of Magneto. Really? They're Inhumans now, I believe. Oh my what? They hang out with Sky. Dude, I mean, granted, I, I don't so read those comics yeah, regularly. I, no I read about, about that on the internet. It was basically an article about the desire of Marvel to synergize the movies and the comic books. Mm-hmm. What you do you know? think about that? Do you like that? Uh, I mean, because now you're changing books to conceive with the movies. Here's the thing: I get it, mm. and I and I and I get the inclination, and I would probably be very at another geeky level. I would probably be very concerned about it, but I don't read superhero comics anymore, so I don't have the investment. Right? Uh, they're not for me, really. And uh, Marvel's already changed the continuity so many times. That's why yeah. I stopped caring about some of the continuity between the books and the movies a little bit because the books don't follow my memory like when mm-hmm. i was like oh i don't remember being like this someone was like oh that happened like four years ago i'm like oh, okay so there's probably about a decade to 15 years with some comics of continuity that's been changed so many times that i can't come in with my nerdy 80s 90s and early 2000s knowledge <laughs> and be like well actually it's not me because like I don't know. They probably changed it. For all I know, you know, like, uh, all kinds of things. Which I mean, think about how many different incarnations there have been of X-Men, of yeah, Avengers right. and X-Men, mm-hmm. of, you know, X-Force. I mean, we were talking about this on the way here about now they have the all-female team M-Force. It's oh. like a mixture of characters from X-Men and Avengers, and it's all ladies huh. fighting together. I don't know why it's M- M-Force, per se. Yeah. Menstruation, maybe? Man, Perhaps. That's yeah. weird. But that's like a thing, and like the the I do think what concerns me is that I do think Marvel. Uh, it feels to me as someone from afar who's not reading. I I still read some superhero comics, but not that many. Mm. Uh, it does feel like Marvel makes plot decisions based upon sales. So we can you know they're trying to combine certain books or get rid of certain books based upon sales and about the movie universe. Hence, no Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, they can't get the Fantastic Four movie back. All right, no Fantastic Four comic book. That's weird. Wow. It's a little weird. That's insane. Uh, I worked in comics for years, and uh, I just want to say there's no money in comics. Even yeah. the big guys, yeah. even the people working for DC and Marvel, they're, they're making nothing compared to someone just working a nine-to-five. So if they're making decisions based on money, uh, it totally makes sense that they're just following the movies because it's it's the toys and the movies that that are bringing them the money right now. Sure, sure. That's the cash cow right there. Well, it's interesting. I think it's only interesting, though, in comparison to DC, who right now it's like the DC. can't do anything right. Well, the DC movies are completely different from the... I mean, the comics do whatever they want. 
Yeah, I'm not. Are interested. you at all psyched on any of them, like Suicide Squad or Superhero? Nope. Yeah. No. No. I'm all the way not psyched. I mean, don't wrong. I I will probably end up seeing uh, Suicide Squad just because it's a different director and it's different characters, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I don't think I'll see it in the theater, but I'll see it. Yeah. But I'm probably not going to watch Batman versus Superman. I I'm really tell you 100. I will not be watching it. I really disliked Man of Steel and just knowing that it's continuous with that storyline. Yeah. Just don't know why I should jump in now. Like if I really disliked the first one, I don't know why. There's I really no point. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it just seems bad. Yeah. I don't fuck that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh so we can we can just preemptively say that Sean's whack was Batman versus Superman. <laughs> All right, Josh, whacking right. on track. Let's get well, this going. Um, I missed X Fest, as you know, because I saw Stephen Merritt. Sure. Um, I also saw. Well, last week I saw the Loved Ones. I did merch for the Loved Ones at Johnny Brenda's. Is their first show. Sure. Well, their second show back ever since um, they stopped being a full band. So it was awesome. It was them and the Warriors, which is Laura from uh, the Measure SA. If you remember that band, I don't know. And they're called the Warriors. The Warriors, W O R R I E R S. Oh, that's which awesome. is brilliant. And uh, Mikey yeah, Ergobend also. So always seeing that guy play by himself is pretty cool. But he plays drums in that band too. So it was like it was a good show. It was really fun. Johnny Brenda's a good time. Lots of good people and uh, sold some merch and it was fun. And then um, saw Avengers Saturday morning, which was a good time. And then I saw I, I was talking to Jen about this earlier. I saw Unfriended on Sunday night. How was Unfriended? Unfriended was really good. I mean... And you saw it too, right? Yeah, I I love Unfriended. You love Unfriended? I do. That's a hard style. I don't know if I'd put the L word down, but I enjoyed it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was with it. It was one of those movies where um, it's millennial horror, for sure. It's, 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 what, is that, is that not a good phrase? I just you don't act know like I don't see you. I'm looking at you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sean's like he's in a in a sound booth by himself right now, and he's like making eyes at me, like, "Whoa, this is crazy." I know. I'm an old ass man. I loved that movie. I thought, well, no, I didn't love it. I liked it a lot. I know. I know. You had me in the zone. All of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I love it too." But no, I don't. But um, it had the elements of what I liked about movies that were horror movies when I was younger. Sure. Wherein it took things that were familiar and then it fucked with it, like you know. Like, how you see movies like, like, the first time you saw Friday the 13th, you're talking about camp. It's very, you know, applicable to everybody. And then it gets twisted, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the same thing with, like, stuff that bugs out kids now. Facebook. Internet. Like, that kind of shit. Well, and And, I I mean, like, it's real uh, social media, right? Like, it's not like... Book face or no 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 it's real yeah yeah it's so a you figure there you figure you know how much money they probably had to pay just to get the rights to all those social media jobs for that movie a lot. and so it's yeah. worth it though don't you think it yeah. ended up being very authentic and it felt I mean that's what you were you guys were saying earlier that it was a very real feeling mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. yeah so would you you would endorse this movie this is a movie you would definitely say like people should go check it out um I liked it a lot uh, I thought it was extremely clever. Um, it wasn't necessarily terrifying to me, but but mm. uh, I really enjoyed all of the different things they they did with the the gimmick. It's a gimmick, but a good gimmick. I don't think a gimmick's always bad. Yeah, yeah. But, people do throw the gimmick thing around like it's like a bummer. Like for example, uh, when we were at uh, Fantastic Fest, a few people who didn't like the tribe were like, mm-hmm. "It's just a gimmick," and I'm like, first of all, 
a movie where everyone is deaf and there's no talking is not just a gimmick. All right, that's a commitment. Like that's definitely that's a whole genre, really. Yeah. Uh, but like the idea that a gim- if a gimmick is good and you do it well, mm-hmm. that can still be cool. You yeah, know? and it's still a creative thing that you did. I mean, is it sh- the, the thing about it? It feels shrill to me. Like watching the trailer, mm-hmm. it felt very shrill. Like just lots of like close ups of teenagers screaming at their computer and i was wondering like is it does it at some point get abrasive do you get annoyed at all that was my worry that i would get annoyed moments where you're just like okay i get it but like where there are moments when the gimmick does great wouldn't you agree uh give me an example well there are like like bits went on the the conversations are going on between all the characters Mm -hmm. and then the girl kind of goes on uh, like another window to do. Oh, okay. And then the conversation dies out while she's typing. Gotcha. To me, that was like, well, she's missing what they're saying, so nothing interesting is happening while she's typing to her boyfriend? Like, you know, that's kind of weird because the whole time it's packed. The whole movie is packed with interesting stuff going on. Huh. So, so that was the only thing. But other than that, I mean... But, it, it felt it, it felt like I was like that was what would happen if I was dealing with a bunch of people who and we were all dickheads who were, mm-hmm. were, you know I didn't like anybody in the movie. Oh no, they're all unlikable. They're all very unlikable people, which also I think is interesting. I like movies sometimes where you don't like anybody in it. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Where people you hear that a lot. People are like, Ugh, none of the characters were likable. But if that's not the point of it, I mean, especially it's interesting. Uh, there is a, a style of horror movie where you want likable characters because you want to be pulling for them not to be murdered. Mm-hmm. But is it so bad to have a horror movie where you don't like anyone? You're kind of like, <laughs> oh, these people are going to get it. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Yeah, I hope all I don't these fucks so. die. Yeah. Oh, there's another on track thing that I did. Do it. Uh, Friday evening. Sure. Uh, fellow Cinepunk Evo Tomas. Sure. And I rode our bicycles to the Eastern State Penitentiary for their season opener. Which I don't know if you guys know, but every year when the Eastern State Penitentiary opens for like the summer season or whatever, mm-hmm. it's open house from 5.30 to 7.30. It's open bar. So free beer. And then all these restaurants in the area just have free food and you just walk around and eat and drink like a maniac. And uh, for a bunch of years, I've gone on my own just because it starts at 5.30. Milani doesn't get home till a little bit later. Whatever, whatever. No one wants to go with me. Fine. The mission then has been to get as drunk as I possibly can in the two-hour span that I'm there. And let me tell you something. It's awesome being drunk <laughs> in the Eastern State Penitentiary and just wandering around. There was a point where me and Eva walked through a door that was open. That wasn't meant to be open. Yeah. And then a dude was like, hey. <laughs> We're like, what? He's like, you're not supposed to be in there. And I was like, right moments before they said that, I was like, Evo, I don't think I've ever seen this part of the, of the jail. Right. And he was like, yeah, me too. I don't know what we're doing here. And then the dude was like, hey. And we're like, oh. And then I was drunk and suddenly aware of how drunk I was. Sure. And Evo is just drinking Sprite. <laughs> so he's completely sober. And the dude's <laughs> like, I left the door open by mistake. I'm sorry. You can't be in here. And we're like, okay, no problem, bruh. We'll go back. And then he was like, you want to hear about some of the rooms back here? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we do. That is great. Dude, it was ridiculous. And um, yeah, I got smashed. It was wonderful. Wearing an Edgewise t-shirt, by the way. Awesome. (laughs) Because that's how I keeps it real. So yeah, also on track. That was on track. 
All right, Jen, do you do you are are you ready? Do you have whacking on track for us? Remember, you don't you have want to Liam have to go first. Liam can go before you. Remember, <laughs> I had no whack. Mm-hmm. I I still like when I set like what the rule is this pop culture stuff? Is no, this just this it's personal? it's just things. What so like Jen Rogers do? Like if you were so obviously if if you went to a movie, if you saw something or went. So for example, all right, I'll go. Go. So obviously, Avengers. Even though I didn't love it as much as everybody else did, that was an on track for me. Another on track, I went and saw a little movie called Roar. <gasps> Jealous. So Roar, for those of you listening who don't know, Roar is this movie. I think the name of the director is Neil Marshall, but it's not the Neil Marshall that people keep thinking I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is Melanie Griffith's dad, from what I understand. And he owned a bunch of lions. There's pictures of her as a child with all these lions, and he made this movie where there's lions and tigers and cheetahs and pumas, and, and it's it's basically it's to be harsh for just a second, it's barely a movie. Like the plot is like an anecdote. Like mm-hmm. yeah, one time we went to visit my dad, and he was late, so we took the bus, and then he came to find us. When we got to his house, he wasn't there, and then his roommates were there, and it was awkward. Only uh, replace roommates with hundreds of lions, and that's the <laughs> plot of the movie, is that he lives with these lions, and him even living with the lions where they all know him is not safe. Like, when the lions are loving on him, you're like, ooh, I bet he had to go to the hospital after that. Like, it doesn't look like an okay thing. But then you add on top of that, his family goes, and they don't know anything about being around lions or how to interact with them. And so it becomes a... It's basically like a madcap adventure Disney movie, only you are well aware that at any moment someone could die. In fact, not even just that someone could die, kind of like probably someone should die in the sense of like, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, I get it. 70 some people were injured making this movie. Some seriously. (laughs) Melanie Griffith had to have reconstructive surgery of her face. Neil Marshall, the dude, he's the director and he's the dad in the movie. He got gangrene from an animal bite. Like, no. stuff got cray-cray on the movie, whatever. But still, it ended in, in my first thought, besides how endearing and heartwarming it was. I mean, big cats are as cute as they are scary. Like, mm-hmm. like when you take away the fact that when they play with you, they'll kill you. You're just, <laughs> you're just like, oh, they're like cute kitties. Because that's what they do. They do kitty stuff. Only when they do it, you die. And so then I'm watching it going, how did no one die making this movie? And there's goofy stuff like jumping off of things and elephants being cranky and cute baby lions being, being ornery and whatever. It's very endearing. And like, I, I really have to say like, it's such a weird combination of actual danger, like mm. this is not safe, what's happening on screen, and just endearing, sweet, you know, oh, now they're jumping on this thing, oh, it's so cute, oh, whatever. <laughs> Although, when the family first meets the lions, they've just killed a zebra, and I'm pretty sure it's like actual, I don't think it's an actual zebra, I think, but I think it's actual animal meat that the lions have in their mouths <laughs> when they come in, and you're like... Yeah, no wonder the family's afraid. If a bunch of lions came in my house with meat in their mouth, I wouldn't be like, oh, these must be the pets. I'd be like, get, the, get out of here. So anyways, War was war was awesome. Yeah. Um, did you see White God, too? I did see White God. I actually wrote up White God. I saw it in advanced screening a while ago, and I wrote uh, it up. I really liked White God. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I would recommend, if you get a chance to see Roar, roar. it was awesome. Um, and as far as whack, 
I don't actually think I have a, a good way. I mean, I haven't gotten to do as much stuff lately. I've been working a lot and busy and whatever. Uh, but I feel like everything I've gotten to do show-wise, movie stuff-wise, has all been, like, awesome. Uh, I want to pass to the Mahoning Drive-In. That's movie. awesome. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about that. This weekend they're doing Shawshank Redemption and Cool Hand Luke. Nice. So I might go to that. And then in a few weeks... We'll talk about this in the upcoming events, but they're doing this zombie weekend. That yeah, we'll talk cool. about that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, so go hey, ahead, Jen. Jen. You're on, on the line. All right. Well, concerning On Track, mm-hmm. I'm uh, really excited about some movies coming up uh, this summer. Um, is anyone else uh, pumped about We Are Still Here? I don't know I am, what that is. What is that? I am. That's a Barbara Crampton. Is she in that? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Love Barbara Crampton. Yeah. It looks like some some terrifying uh, haunted house Fulci shit. Okay. And uh, I'm so in. I think it's going to mess me up because I have issues. I went to Baptist school. They were like, you're going to burn. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. So I kind of have issues with watching like Bernie stuff and all the ghosts are like burned and horrible. So I might freak, but I'm... Fuck it. I'm so excited. It looks really, really cool. Um, also really excited about Mad Max, but I, I think that's kind of universal. Yeah. I mean, We're I think... stoked on that. I think, sure. yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's the summer movie for me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Now that we've seen Avengers 2, that's the one. I yeah. Think. So... Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> uh... And any any whack anything you've that... seen that you thought was bad or seen and thought was particularly amazing? Mm, nothing comes to mind at the moment. I haven't had a lot of time to watch recently. Uh, I saw Spring a while ago, and that yeah. was amazing. <sighs> Did um, you see Spring? No, but Jen was telling oh, me it's on demand, so I can see it. It's sick. I Where... love I love that movie. I saw it at Fantastic Fest, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting. It played in theaters, and I actually wanted to go up to Yonkers. Because the directors were going to be there, um, and I wanted to see them do a real Q and A. Were you at the Q and A at Fantastic Fest? I actually missed Spring at Fantastic uh, Fest, which was uh, a big regret for me. But luckily, uh, there wasn't too long a wait. So you know, uh, those guys did that movie. Uh, what was the name of the movie they did before Fantastic Fest, or no, before Spring? Uh, Resolution. Resolution. So they did Resolution, and Wait, in Resolution, did we see Resolution. I feel like I saw that one. Which one was Resolution? Uh, the guys at a cat. And guys he, in, he thinks he's kicking from drugs, but he's actually being haunted. Is that the one? Or there, I think there's a cult involved yeah, or something. But so, they're like in a house, and the dude's chained to the wall. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, Good movie. So yeah. basically, so. the directors of that movie directed Spring. So they did the Q and A for Spring at Fantastic Fest. In character as cult members from Resolution. That oh, is genius. No. And they've been doing that a bunch because they had this idea that they wanted to do a sequel to Resolution that was like a, uh, a fake documentary about the cult. Wow. Where they were the cult members. And they literally, they, I mean, they said to me they weren't sure if they were ever going to put it out there. It might never happen. But that was a long-term goal is to put it together as this like documentary about the cult members from Resolution. And I thought that was really cool. But from what I understand, that made the Q&A not fun for anyone else <laughs> because they just didn't answer the questions. But I found them in the bar later and was like, yo, what's up? And just started talking to them about the movie. So they right. just were the nicest guys. So I thought, well, I'd like to see them do a real Q&A about the movie. Mm-hmm. Though I thought the cult thing was very amusing. But. <laughs> um, so uh, so let's, let's move on to the meat of our topic for today. Are yeah. we good? 
think I think we're. I think good so. To move do we on? do we need to pause? Does anyone need to pee? No, 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 no. Let's let's. Well, I mean, I'm I'm saying no, but I have an idea. <laughs> do it. So here's my idea. I did not attend X Fest as you all went. Right? You all went. sure sure. So I will ask you questions about X Fest. Please do. All right. So X Fest. What were you guys thinking going into it? How do you guys deal with... I know Liam is good with marathons. How do you guys deal with marathons? Are you good at marathons? Are you, oh, I'm great at marathons. So you can do like the multiple hours sitting and watching movies. Yeah, I can do horathon all the way to the end if I care the to. The full 24. Unless it gets real fucking boring. And then I think me and Liam can agree. <laughs> <laughs> I've never made it past 14 hours on that. Is that so, right? You've yeah, never 14 been... is my ceiling. I can't... Then my ass is on my shoulders, and I cannot. I'm not having a good time, regardless of what I tell myself at that point. That's yeah. interesting. I so I've been doing. I mean, what year are we up to with Harathon? I don't know. I think we just did eight. So I think I've been doing Harathon for five years. Right. I went to the first one. <laughs> yeah, I did not. That shit was awesome. It opened so with Halloween. I've been, just I've been, in case y'all were wondering, I've been nice. doing it for five years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. And of those five years, every year is the same for me. I fall asleep somewhere <laughs> past two, uh-huh. but I wake up and I stay for all the whole thing. And then somewhere during the last movie, I give up and I go home. Yep. Right. Now, that's mm. still 24 hours in, so no, I don't feel okay. that bad. But I've never la- I've never been like, fuck this, I'm fuck out. this, I'm out, and just go. <laughs> it's never happened. I've done the thing where I've gone home and come back. Oh, that's cool. On the first one, I did that, and I came back, and I, I believe the movie was City of the Walking Dead. Which is like my favorite Fulci movie. Sean, have you ever done the full Harathon or do you ditch out? Um, I've done two of them. I've never ditched out. Oh, God, part of that is at the point I want to ditch out, I'm at like can't walk, <laughs> let alone drive. <laughs> so so you I need, need that to, second win. Yeah, I need to wait for that second or maybe third win. And by the time the third win comes, they're playing something like Meet the Fockers. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah. You mean Meet the Feebles. Whatever. Meet, meet, meet so the Fockers scarier. is the Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> and I fucking hate Ben Stiller. So that's perfect. Oh, no, Meet the Feebles, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, it was awesome. Uh, no, that was yeah. so... And it was so funny because I think people were pissed because it's not really a horror movie. But I was like, oh. we're watching Meet the Feebles. Like, holy yeah, shit. Dude. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. No, I'll be as pissed as Welcome to My Nightmare at that one when they play the, the Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah, that Come was on. shitty. That cleared out the house that was like it was painful yeah not a good time <laughs> but hey i feel whatever. bad i feel bad because i love exhumed and of course uh, we love i exhumed. never want to critique anything but if they do another alice cooper movie i will again walk out and get dinner <laughs> or go do something else for a while and come back because that was terrible see i actually kind of want them to play something at, like that at a time that i'm ready to go get dinner and places are open because normally what i've experienced is at like 2 30 in the morning there's like a 70s softcore porno European werewolf movie that's boring as fuck that just seems like a like we're daring you to stay awake moment. I'd already seen that one before too it was the worst <laughs> <laughs> to be to be to be fair I mean I will I will be I'll be 100% honest no, it's not. when that came on when that title screen came on for that one specifically that year I thought Oh, okay. I've never seen this before, and I could get I could get stoked and stoked on some like nudity right now. I'll be honest. I'll be transparent that I was, and I literally immediately fell asleep and woke up for the. I literally did not wake up again till the title for the next movie. Good work. Yeah, I was just, and it was like not. A, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there'll be something interesting. <laughs> it's just gone. Was that the first one we went to? I had. I don't know. That was the first one I went to. What I year think was, it was that? The first one I went to. Was that the third one or the fourth one? I don't know numbers, but I know that they played Blood Diner, and I was like struggling to stay awake, <laughs> and I would like 
go black and, and then come back and something amazing would be happening. But I've been told it's terrible and that was actually the best way to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> was just to wake up for gory parts and go to sleep yeah. for the rest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so joined Blood Diner. <laughs> so, Sean, how many X-Fests have you been to? I have now been to three. Three X-Fests. This is the third X-Fest. one or the, this fifth. Is the fifth one? Okay. I was at the first two, missed the next two, and obviously went to this last one. And how many have you gone to? I think I've been to three, which is uh, this year and the previous two. Okay. I've so, never been to one X-Fest. You still haven't <gasps> been to an X-Fest? I've been to not one yet. Yeah, not one. Dude, you are missing I out. I know, I'm fucking up. I mean, don't be wrong. Every <laughs> it's X- not like I have a movie podcast or anything. <laughs> to be fair. Or that our friends put this on. To be fair, and we're going to cover this when we start talking about the movies, but every X-Fest has at least a if not multiple rape movies. Uh, and I know that that is yeah, not your not a thing that's not me. your steez. I can't deal. Yeah. So I get that but but there's been so many other amazing movies I've seen at X like I just made a list uh and you know each X-Fest like the first X-Fest was only 6 movies, you know. Uh-huh. So each fest is between 6 and 7 movies. Yeah. Over 5 years. So this that's This was 8 this past one. Yeah, this one was 8. Mm-hmm. So I think that puts us at probably total what? 30 to 35 movies maybe. Okay. I think I've played and when I made a list of my favorites, the favorite movies I've seen at X-Fest that I actually like and I would own and watch again multiple times, that was 20 movies. Wow. So that's actually pretty, pretty I mean, some people percentage. Yeah, when people are like, "Oh, well, that means there's like two movies a year you don't like." I'm like, for a thing where I have no idea what I'm going to see, I feel mm-hmm. like not being into a couple movies is pretty good, actually. Yeah, you're doing okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. What were, what were the standout movies? I'm sorry, Sean, what were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, the thing that really, for me, differs between X-Fest and the Harathon is because they've been doing horror for so long. With sure. the X-Fest, the movies that fit there that are kind of classics, you'll still get. And you almost always get at least one movie that you've never seen. They just go, fuck, yes! And then they mm-hmm. manage to find one awesome Italian like crime movie that you're also like fuck mm-hmm. yes yeah. and you can just like go get dinner during the rape movie <laughs> during the rape movie I mean <laughs> I, that's the thing is that like I, I think that's true in that with Horathon there's only so many movies they can show or get a copy of or whatever so like mm. you know the fact that you can still have something like Suspiria like the one year Horathon when they did Suspiria I was so stoked because I, I just assumed they wouldn't play Suspiria because they probably had already done it and yeah. it probably had, but the point being is that like you get surprised when there's something classic that you love. And not that I want to see like if I was at Harthon and they played, for example, and I'd probably get pushback on this, but if if they played Night on Elm Street, mm. right at this point in Harthon, I might actually be a little disappointed because it's like I've seen that movie a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when they played Halloween three, uh, Halloween three is great, but I've only seen it maybe three times before then ever. Mm-hmm. So then watching it again, I was like, yeah, I will rewatch it and watching it on film. It was sick. The thing about X Fest, I agree with Sean, is that like, like for example, Euro Crime. Apparently, I love. Italian crime movies. Apparently, they're like one of my favorite kind of movies, but they haven't played a single one yet that I'd ever seen before. And a couple of them they played I'd never even heard of. Like, I didn't even know they existed, let alone that I had seen them. So, uh, I think there's a lot more, in a broader sense of doing exploitation, there's a lot more stuff that I will enjoy that I don't know about. With horror, 
a lot of stuff that I'm going to enjoy, I've seen. Like, I I'm, I hate to be like, oh, because I'm, you know, I've seen so much. I've seen so much. But, like, I, I think at this point, they they need to start doing, like, obscure European horror movies that never really made it to America. And there's then, a reason they haven't. I know, exactly. Like, like, some of the movies they haven't shown, they're just not good movies, you know? Yeah. So the standout movies for you, Jen? What, what was the one that you were like, holy shit, I don't believe I just saw that shit? Hmm, that's a tough one because I, I liked a lot of it. Um, Ninja Busters, obviously. I was going to say, yes! <laughs> as soon as that question came out, me and Sean looked at each other and I'm, we both know what we're going to say. Can we just all agree Ninja Busters was the standout movie? So tell me about those yes. Ninja Busters. What is the fucking deal with this I movie? want Jen, break it down, Ninja Busters. Yeah, break it down first, Jen. Tell me what why Ninja Busters. Uh, I was I was telling this to Josh earlier. It's actually the movie that is hardest for me to remember, even though it's my favorite, because there was no real narrative. It was no, just yeah. this, it was like a string of really goofy moments, like all together. So I tried it, like, oh yeah, what was that movie about? I don't know, but <laughs> it's just a it's a martial arts comedy masterpiece. Yeah. Um, oh. Go ahead. Coach. Okay. So, yeah, basically it has ninjas and kung fu people and Mexican business kung fu people and biker gangs and warehouse gangs and break dancing. What the fuck? True. I mean, this is the thing. It's it reminded me of Miami Connection and it's what the fuckness, but way more professional. Like part of what's endearing about Miami Connection is clearly no one had ever made a movie before. Yeah, and they're all These were people these are people who've made movies before, but they hadn't made many movies. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, when I read an interview with the director, <laughs> he was so new at this and it was so low budget. It's actually amazing how good Ninja Busters is, even though what's mainly endearing about it is how bad it is. In the sense <laughs> of like uh it's goofy as hell. Like the humor in it is the most Waka Waka humor <laughs> ever. The two guys that are like, um, that are basically like the the womanizing buddies. Yeah, are more convincing when they're eventually martial artists. Like they've been training. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie spans a three year period as they so that you will believe that they eventually become good martial artists. <laughs> it takes three years, and the movie just montages <laughs> you through three years. But but they're more believable as like normal martial artists than as the beginning of the movie where they're like, oh, we're we're hangout dudes who hit on ladies, and you're like, you've never hit on a lady in your life. Okay? <laughs> Um, it's it it has all of the feel of a sex comedy with no sexuality, and by no sexuality, I don't just mean no sex. There's no flirting. The one makeout scene is like little kids. Like you don't believe. There's nothing sexy about the movie, but all the jokes are like, ugh, on the ladies. <laughs> it's literally like what prepubescent wow. boys probably think being a ladies' man is, which is just making snide comments and falling <laughs> over yeah. stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, there's the elements. Crime Lords, Ninja Army. Which, side note, can we just acknowledge, why would you need an army of ninja? Like, the whole point of ninjas is that you only need a few. Once you have an army of them, they're pretty ineffective ninjas. Can yeah. we agree that these were the, some of the worst ninjas? They were the worst ninjas. Oh, worse Definitely. than uh, Raw Force. Yeah, I would say Whoa. so. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. But that would make an awesome double feature. Yeah, so Raw Force and Ninja Busters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and you know, and it has a bunch of different martial I arts like in it. Dismantle. Yeah. Good word. But yeah. go on. 
Uh, yeah, it's just it, I just thought it was a screwball fun. It was a fun, fun, fun time. So, what what were other not so fun movies? What movies were good that you were like, oh, this isn't a good time, but I like it. Go ahead. Uh, definitely. Well, can we just agree to call it "Poor Pretty Eddie"? Poor uh, Pretty Eddie plays a lot better if you don't call it Black Vengeance. Yeah, I agree there. The fact that this movie was called Black Vengeance made me basically hate it by the time the credits rolled really? because there was no Black Vengeance. There was no Black Vengeance. Don't call your movie Black Vengeance. But there's no Black Vengeance. There's some White Vengeance, and then like maybe a like a like a tiny droplet of Black Vengeance. Um, but to be more serious, it's actually it's actually a really interesting film. It just really having that title on that particular print that we saw set it up to fail. Right. I think, I mean, I hate to limit the movie that way, and I think in the end I did like the movie. But yeah, my first response, it's one of those movies where horrible things happen. And when you are thinking this is a revenge movie, the more horrible the things that happen, the more stoked you are for the awesome revenge. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not a revenge movie at all. The bad (laughs) things that happen result in violence but not equal to the bad things that have happened in the movie right at all wow um but i still think now in retrospect i feel like it was really well done it was amazingly acted and it's a movie that to me is really about this anxiety around like poor white people Mm. which as we've discussed on this show before is an anxiety i have (laughs) like when i am around a lot of poor white folk and the last thing I want is like a banjo to come out or someone to have a cowboy hat on. I just have this worry that this country ass thing is going to happen. And that's all this movie is. It's like literally. And what's funny is the African American woman character is not exactly the most endearing person, but she doesn't have to be. Like, the reality is like, even though she's a little bit like, oh man, these people are beneath me, you kind of are always on her side because they are the worst humans they ever. They are beneath her. Yeah, they are, but she's right. They are the worst people in the world. It's, oh, man. Same for you, Sean, or is there another? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I totally agree about the Black Vengeance. Yeah, about the title. The title doesn't work with the movie that we saw. And I also agree with, I think, what Jen is saying, is that it's also the movie that has grown on me the most, like, just in terms of retrospect. Like, it's the one where I'm like, if I were to take that under a different name, like, Poor Pretty Eddie, or, like, Fucked Up White People, or whatever... Yeah, Redneck County is another name of it. Or... No, the Redneck County Rapist, right? Well, so there was Redneck County, and then there was The Redneck County Rape, and then there was Heartbreak Hotel, which I think is the most... <laughs> which I actually think is the best name of the lot. Oh, shit. I like Poor but Pretty Eddie. I, I would say is that I feel like it is, for a disturbing, hard-to-deal-with film, very well done. I feel like the acting was pretty good, and... Though there's no actual vengeance, really, especially black vengeance, there is, like, a fucked up movie with fucked up things happening and a fucked up conclusion that shows how being fucked up is fucked up. Sure, yeah. I mean, that is a whole genre of exploitation, right? Which is... Yeah, that's kind of... Unpleasant. Just truly unpleasant. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say that's the one... I mean, so just to give people a rundown, because we haven't even said, like, what the movies were, which I guess you could find out if you want to Google it. Yeah, you could find out if you want to Google it. I'm just trying to get your responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, we started with Assault on Precinct 13, so that's like a... Classic. That's a perfect start for me. I don't know if you guys are big fans of that movie or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, it's not my favorite carpenter, uh, but there's so much good carpenter out there, so that's not really much of a knock. Yeah, I mean, that's better than your least favorite carpenter. Yes, dude. it is. Ooh. Let's not go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say of the, the movies, Lord. so there was a movie I didn't watch. I don't think any of us watched Cockfighter, right? Oh, Whoa. yeah, that's the one that I walked out on. Because what is it? What is Cockfighter? Well, so we, we saw it under the title Born to Kill. Yes. And it's a movie about a, a guy who raised, raises cocks to fight, basically. Was the guy Filipino? No, it's a very southern... It was Warren Oates. Warren Oates, Ed Begley Jr.'s in it, uh, Harold Dean Stanton. (laughs) HDS is my dude, let me tell you something. (laughs) Harry Dean Stanton was in fucking The Avengers and Cool Hand Luke, so anyone else can go fuck right the hell off. Alien? Also an alien? Alien? Dude, he is amazing. Escape from New York? Oh, come on. Of the movies I've skipped... Brain! Of the movies I've skipped at (laughs) X-Fest... This had the most people being like, you fucked up, that's a great movie. But, you know, I'd just seen two great movies in a row, and here comes the Animal Cruelty movie. I thought, this is a good one to skip. And, get and I think we all skipped it, right? Yeah, like we all went. That. And then I sat through fucking Flesh Gordon, <laughs> which was yeah. the worst movie. I hate that fucking movie. Oh, it's so bad. Wait, you had seen Flesh Gordon? Yeah, it's, it's like an old. I'm sorry. 80s? I'm sorry, dude. 70s. It's 70s. I feel like I've seen that movie, and Probably. I thought, like, wow, this movie's a piece of shit. Do you know what's weird about that? That yeah. came out before the 1980 movie with the Queen song Flash. Uh. Yeah, it wasn't about first. that. Yeah, this was about the original Flash Gordon mm-hmm. serial, and then they were like, let's just do it with, like, dicks and dicks and stuff. <laughs> like, you, you would be surprised at how bored you can get of, like, a dick spaceship. Like, how fast that can happen. Like, it was was so fucking boring. Like, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't funny. It was trying so hard. To be both. There were little bits that I found endearing. Like, I liked... You sat through the whole thing, though. I liked the Ray Ray Howerhausen... Harryhausen. Harryhausen style monster at the end. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I thought the... The Dickosauruses, <laughs> that claymation was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, most of the movie, and this is what I don't understand about those sexploitation movies. The one part of the, there's almost no sex in the movie. The one scene where you get the feeling Flush Gordon's having sex is so edited that you just get a quick side boob shot. And you're like, they're straight up like pubic hair all over this movie, but no actual intercourse. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do a sexy movie, then why not have some sex in it? You're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> it's always the same. Yeah, that was a boring piece of shit. <laughs> I love Sean's like quick little. So, so, did we all sit through it, or did it? Did any of you have the smarts to leave? Sat through it. I sat through it, but I, unlike you, I do not regret missing cockfighter okay because uh i don't know it's just not worth it to me to see chickens hurt each other in slow motion for a long time that would just fuck me up yeah i mean even though people endorsed it other friends who stayed to watch it said to me it was just one one to five too many cockfights right wow there's a lot of slow motion cockfighting in the cockfighter movie Mm -hmm. right yeah, I went and got vegan food. <laughs> yeah, Sean is definitely not stoked on cocks fighting. Wow. If you made a movie, if there was a sequel where the cocks got along, Sean might be stoked on that. Sweet. And then talked. 
It's funny, I went to a Japanese joint, and usually I would order, like, something with chicken, but then I was like, I feel like a hypocrite. Uh, so I got I got noodles, like, with vegetables. <laughs> no, that is, that is true. I'm not trying to get on a high horse about it, because literally, during the movie beforehand, I was munching on some federal donuts chicken. I, like, literally, I... As federal I, donuts. As I best. left... Yeah, first of all, we love you, federal donuts. Second of all, as I left the cockfight movie, I was throwing out chicken bones, so, like... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to be above it, but but I just I made a decision. I don't. I, here's the thing. It's not that I regret it in the sense of I'm convinced that's a great movie, but in the in the long run, because I left, that's why I sat through Flash Gordon because I mm-hmm. thought, well, I just missed a movie. I'm not gonna miss another movie, so I sat through it, and that was a bad mm-hmm. call. It was not good. And then after Flash Gordon was Street Law next. Yes. Yes. How was that? Was that good? Yeah, because I think Street Law was before Black Vengeance. Because I think I think they did the rape run for the last three movies. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Did. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, definitely two in a row. Maybe three in a row. I didn't see the last one, but that was a uh, that, that was a pretty bad call. I love you guys. I love you, Exhumed. But that was a bad call. <laughs> so, did you like Street Law? Were you a fan? I don't know what, if you're like a Euro crime fan or not. Um, I like I like the good stuff that I've seen of uh, Italian crime thrillers. I haven't. Seen seen a lot but uh yeah i really liked street law um it's kind of modeled on the whole like death wish concept Mm -hmm. but um to me it's actually more of a rape revenge film because uh the lead character he's very vulnerable He, he feels violated uh very unsure of himself he's basically crying and huddling half the movie um but he's still trying to carry out this vengeance because he feels like he's been wronged and the cops aren't helping him. And uh, another thing I really liked about it is that unlike Death Wish and, and so many other films, no woman was hurt, threatened, whatever, to, to motivate his, his revenge. And so there's a lot of things about it that just in comparison to other films made me made me love it. I mean, it, it is a very Italian film in that I've never seen an Italian crime film where a woman does not get slapped at least once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is the slapping moment where I'm like, uh, really? Why do we... Italians, come on. <laughs> but that being said, I think you're right. It's a very male-focused movie. And what I liked about it is when you have a Franco Nero in a movie, mm-hmm. I'm picturing a bat... I, you know, I just got Django on the mind. I picture mm-hmm. he's going to kill everybody. And so having a movie that's about his revenge where he's largely inept. Like, he... like he, Not even just at the revenge part. Just at the... I should meet some criminals so I can figure out who did this to me. <laughs> At that step, he's already fucking up, you know? And if you think about it, of course he is. In these movies, you always see someone who has no relationship to the crime world all of a sudden has crime connections and is figuring out who, you know, all of a sudden they're a detective. And in this movie, it's like, no, you would get beat up quite a few times before anything would work out for you. And so it's really, in that sense, about tenacity. Like, he just keeps doing it and doing it. And I, to be fair... I do think it's also about him being insane. Because by the end of the movie, I'm starting to think like, no, bro, man, give up. Is this really worth it? All they did was take your money and beat you up. Like, is it really worth all this? But that's what the movie's about. And I think it worked really well, at least for me. It was really compelling. Okay. And seeing Franco Nero not as a badass was great. I mean, he like literally is crying a bunch of the Wow. Day. Which is right. awesome. It was so cool. Sean? Yeah, I don't have anything really different than that between the two of them but i really liked it and basically for the reasons they just stated um i have found myself really liking italian crime after the first x fest i watched a bunch of 
some director's movies whose name I can't recall at the moment. Sure, I think sure. the one guy that directed Ill Boss because oh, we saw yeah. that at Egg Fest. Ill Boss was awesome. Yeah, Ill Boss was fucking awesome, and I recognize Henry Silva as well now. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think beyond the um, no raping, killing, kidnapping of women, and no like suddenly being the fucking Punisher just because someone mm-hmm. stole your money, like I like that. Beyond those two things, there also wasn't like a super awful thing that happened. Like it was just a guy that was like, "These dudes stole my money and embarrassed me and humiliated me, and I'm really pissed off about it." And I go to the police, and they don't do shit. And I'm gonna go and try and be a detective because I'm actually like a cameraman. Apparently, it seemed like he was some sort of photographer. Yeah. So he like blackmail. Like when he finally did something, right? The first thing he does right is he blackmails people by taking pictures of them committing a crime. So, like, the only thing he commits, does right, is something that is seems to be within whatever he was he was doing. But it's just kind of like, if you're going to be an extreme right-wing, take the law into your own hands movie, like, they kind of, like, didn't need to make it, like, the worst thing in the world. It's just kind of like, the police aren't doing anything, and I'm mad, so I'm going to do something. And then, at the end, of course, he gets shotgunny, but, you know... Even then, Even he's then, not that not, great yeah. at it, you no, know? No. No, he's, <laughs> and, but, I mean, his first move is not to murder them. His first no, move is to, all. like try to push the police to do their job yeah to find like if i call if they're doing crime and i call the cops and it becomes really clear that he gets more and more intense because the cops are corrupt you know and i liked that aspect of it and i mean everybody was compelling even like the criminals mm-hmm. were pretty compelling i mean not necessarily in the sense of their voices because it's the same voices that do the voices for every attack <laughs> You're like watching and going like that doesn't look like the guy from Mill Boss, but it sure sounds like him. <laughs> uh, and then after that was Poor Pretty Eddie, which again rapey, but still not a bad movie. Uh, and it, it it could that could have been as much as we say it's about depraved. I mean, the movie's like a depraved, disturbing movie. It could have been worse, actually. It like it could have been a lot worse. But then the next movie was this little film called Forced Entry. Yeah, that already sounds terrible. Title's a little on the nose, isn't it? Oh, boy. So here's what I found out about Forced Entry. It's a remake of uh, a a rape-simulating porno movie. What the fuck? From just a few few years before. So, like, in 1972, Forced Entry came out, and it's, like, super fucked up. I mean, I guess that was a whole genre of porn called Ruffies. Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a thing? I'm oh. completely blown away by any of this that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Ruffies is a whole thing. That's a whole thing. A whole thing. I feel like such an idiot. But go on. And so then someone decided to make a thriller version, not more than three years later, <laughs> that's like the same basic plot, but not a porn. And uh, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> um... um... Okay, so I was preparing for it to be really unpleasant and being like, oh man, like, okay, so first I'll start, um, unlike a lot of women, I can handle stuff like that. It doesn't really get to me, um, I can sit through Irreversible, Serbian film, whatever, it's fine, but it's just a... The question is, do I feel like sitting through two of those, maybe three of those in a row? That's nuts. But um, it was just really boring. I wasn't upset. I was bored. And, uh, I mean, some of it was amusing, but not amusing enough to keep me there. Mm. There was a scene where he was like, (laughs) 
I eat corn puffs in the morning, and it puffs up my body in all the right places. He means his dick. Okay. It puffs up his dick. Wait, is that what he's talking about? He's I didn't talking catch that. about his dick. I don't dick. get it. <laughs> you had to see the movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you, had, you had to have been there. Wait, his dick gets puffed? <laughs> I w- I will say the one point that Liam made, the only point in his favor, because by the way, I think we've all, what, 20 minutes in the movie? Half hour? Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. We all left. We all were about 20, 25 minutes in the movie, decided to leave. You're like, fuck this. The only thing I think that it had going for it, and Liam pointed this out on the way home, was that, as opposed to some of these movies, like, it was very clear that he was just a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Which is not always clear in movies like this. Yeah, or it's, it's not, not overt all the time. It's not even to say overt. It's not always there. Oh. Like, sometimes it's just kind of like, there's some other reason they're a rapist motherfucker. Yeah, one, I mean, like, he's just a total misogynist. I think some of those rape prevention movies really do flirt with, like, the idea that you would, you would engage in rape for actual sexual reasons. Like, I'm just frustrated. And this movie was like... This dude's just an impotent... Like, they really were like, he's impotent, he's insane. Like, in that sense, they got the depravity. But what they didn't get was, like, if you're making a thriller version of this other thing, then it should be thrilling in the sense of, like, a sense of danger? or Like, it just wasn't exciting. Again, maybe it got better. But at this point, you know, we've already watched a rough movie. We're into rough movie number two, and it's like slow and nothing's happening and it's just like not that interesting and then the next one is supposed to also be at least gross if not also you know disturbing mm-hmm. so we i was just like yo i gotta drive home i'm out of here and that was so, that you bailed yeah. yeah right did you make it through anymore or did you leave all the other two i was just too bored with forced entry and i'd already gone to rake town for a while <laughs> okay so you're just like uh, fuck was, this i'm out i was done um you dropped yeah. the mic and you were like, "I'm out." <laughs> the last movie was a, dreadful. The last one movie was love. a one called. Uh, it was called uh, Flesh Pot on Forty Second Street. It's an Andy Milligan movie. Ah, so Milligan movie. That seems somewhat endearing that it's a Milligan movie. Yeah. Like, oh, that could be cool. But there was a clip on YouTube, so I watched it. It didn't look like anything I was going to enjoy. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of glad. I, I'm kind of glad I, I, I skipped it. But again, I mean, I, I am unwilling to say. That it was bad, I, we didn't see it. So maybe it was good. Maybe I'm wrong and people loved it. But for me, I was like, I was done with my night. And partly when I say that, I, I really think Assault on Precinct 13 into Ninja Busters and then both uh, Street Law and then uh, Poor Pretty Eddie, those four movies alone were worth my cost of admission. Okay. So like normally uh, at an X-Fest, I'd probably see like five movies I like instead of four. But I really liked, and like Ninja Busters, like if, if Ninja Busters was a double feature or something else and that was 20 bucks, You'd be I, got my, I got my money was worth. Yeah, like that was awesome. So, okay. uh, how does I, this X-Fest compare to other X-Fests that you guys have been to? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not so good and 10 being the best, where does this rate compared to the other 7 X-Fests? Well, I haven't been to Or any seven. of the ones that you've been to. <laughs> 4. Other 4. Other 4. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Maybe eight for me. Okay, okay. I think last year was better, just for me personally. Mm. You enjoyed last year's more. I don't remember what they played, but I remember enjoying it a lot. (laughs) Fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. All the marathons kind of run together. I understand. Go ahead, Liam. Uh, That's a good question, actually. Um, I've been to all five. I'm trying to remember, like, I remember really loving the first year, like... 
it's it's hard. Like, all right, just in comparison to last year, there were more movies I liked last year, but no movie I loved as much as Ninja Busters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No movie I am as familiar with as Assault on Precinct 13, and that is one of my favorite Carpenters. So I think... In comparison to last year, this year was more my thing, actually. Even though I skipped a whole movie, which usually at X-Fest, I stay halfway through the last movie and go, why am I still here? And I go home. (laughs) That's almost always it. Uh, That being said, I remember the first year being amazing. So I feel like in comparison to the first year, it might not be as good. And I must have really liked the second year because I came back the next three. But again, with... Jenny, like, even though I just looked at these lists, like, if you go to Letterboxd, uh, Missy uh, Mazzaferro has actually made a list on Letterboxd of every year of X-Fest and every year of Harathon, and a lot of the years even logged the trailers, if you oh, want to wow. know what the trailers are. Wow. So, so that's it's, that's, that's, yeah, that's a lot of work. And it's pretty, it, but it is pretty cool, but I really like the X-Fest list because I got to go back and look. Uh, I think... I think it definitely was better than... I think year three was a, a little bit of a bummer for me. Not bad, but just not as many movies I liked. Because I think that was the year with Gums. I remember not uh, being stoked on that at all. Was that the year with Radioactive Dreams? Radioactive Dreams so is one of my favorite <laughs> movies that has ever played. I mean, I really do think, and I hate to create the idea that I may be overhyping it or whatever. I don't care. Ninja Buster is probably my favorite movie so far. At least of the movies I've never heard of. Of first time watches. Right. That's my favorite movie to play at X-Fest. Second favorite is probably Radioactive Dreams. Like that was (laughs) awesome. Awesome. Good. Sean, what about about the ones you've been to? So I was at the first and the second and now the fifth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first one was like awesome. That was like one of my favorite movie experiences of my life. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, no, it was I great. Remember, I remember yeah. we, we left during the, like, racist Cinderella porn movie that was just. Yeah, dumb. Cinderella was the one. But again, ending with a movie I don't yeah, like no, is yeah, fine. No. Yeah, because then totally I can leave. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I remember loving the first one. That's the one that had Man from Hong Kong, right? Or is that the second year? That was second? I can't remember. I think that was second year, actually. Okay, whatever. I remember loving the first year. I remember. I should remember the second year more because I actually wrote a freaking review of it for Philadelphia, but I don't remember it that well. <laughs> so I feel like Ninja Busters puts this one in, solidly in between one and two by itself. Like I think two probably had less like back-to-back movies that I either didn't watch or was bored by, okay. which I think was unusual to have like movie I'm skipping for ethical reasons and food reasons, <laughs> and then movie that was just boring as hell, mm-hmm. but then followed up by two more very good movies. Um, so, I mean, overall, I enjoy myself quite a bit. If I'm going on, like, a 10 ranking, I would probably do something, like, in the 7.58 range. Okay. Um. Cool. And I also do love a song, Precinct 13. It, the whole shooting the little girl thing is very rough mm-hmm. at this point in my life. And the only reason I think I made it through is because I knew it was going to happen. Like, if I had never seen the movie somehow, I may have left during that. But that's, that's like, a me thing at this moment versus, mm-hmm. like, the movie necessarily. As, I mean, a, as a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I almost cried when when we saw the Kill Bill double feature and she was going to find her daughter. Like, I started crying. <laughs> Shit, I almost cried at the Interstellar preview. <laughs> didn't didn't during the movie, though. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, I love it. It was a really good print, too. That's the other thing. Is like, I remember doing the Carpenter one with the Saw in Precinct 13 where it wasn't, or not a Saw, uh, Skip from New York, where it wasn't the greatest print. So, like, the fact that it was also a really good print. Mm. And I hadn't seen it in a really long time, like probably like eight years. Wow. 
So I think it was awesome. It's better than my memory of two, but not as good as my memory of one. Although I might have movies intertwined and actually them might not be accurate, but based on memory anyway. Okay, fair enough. Well, we also want to say, you know, thanks to all the Exune people for doing these things that keeps movies alive for for our particular demographic, wouldn't you think? Like, those dudes are awesome. And um, ever since we started Cinepunks, we've always sang their praises. And we're not going to stop now. So, good work, gentlemen. And uh, there you go. So, that's the X-Fest wrap-up for X-Fest 5. Huh? Huh? Sound good? <laughs> Sorry, I keep trying to find the list of movies because I just want to know. I just want to know. Oh, wait. I actually have two more minor points. One, during the trailers, they played a trailer for a movie called The Split. About some sort of like robbing of a football game with Jim Brown and a whole bunch of other people, and I fucking want to see that. I movie. need to see that movie. <laughs> Exhumed, please play that movie at some point because I want to see it. <laughs> and two, going back to Psalm Precinct Thirteen, I found the part where the cops just shoot the gang members, even though they did have machine guns while they were running away, to be much, much, much more um, impactful than the first time I saw it. I agree. <laughs> So I think uh, I think what was so amazing about the first X Fest, just to get back to why I think we both liked it so much, Sean. They they opened with uh, Cutthroats Nine, so Western, then No Way Out, your Euro Crime, uh, then Savage, Black Exploitation, then Redneck Miller, the uncomfortable movie of the day, then Five Fingers of Death. So that was six movies that we love. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Cinderella came on, it was just like, eh, okay, I guess, I guess it's time to leave, you know? Because that, that, that's just, just a, I think that's just such a killer lineup. I think that was partly the thing. And then I think, not that the lineup since have been bad, but it was really easy then to have a stacked lineup. And now it's been a little bit like, you know, they throw in a few more that are harder to watch maybe at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like year two was, wasn't year two when they had Death Weekend? And that was the movie I ended up leaving because it was, like, very slow and very rapey. Oh, that was just, like, uh, people get raped in an apartment for an hour and a half. Was it that one? Oh, maybe. No, yeah. no, no, not an apartment because it also goes by the name Cabin by the Lake. Oh, my God. oh yes, yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Christ. Yeah, All right. terrible. So let's talk about some uh, upcoming stuff. stuff. What are we stoked on coming up? Jen. Would you like to let us know what you're stoked on? I feel like I accidentally already covered it. Well, uh, yeah, some movies, but are, are there any like uh, other like specific film events or any shows you're going to? Just anything you would like our listening audience well, to know about? I had this soul search about this for a while, but uh, I've finally decided that we are going to be going to a Fantastic Fest this year, so I'm super excited. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. I am very jealous. I don't think I can go this year. I wish just, you were coming. I know. I wish I was too. <laughs> it's just a, you know, it's a big financial investment, yeah. as, you, as you know, because you got to cover ticket and airfare, and then once you're there, well, I don't do hotel because you got homies and you're down. <laughs> gonna, if I go, I'm going to crash with Jacob. Hopefully, if he's yeah. cool with that, or with Ed. Although I don't know what's happening with Ed now that he has a child, maybe that's not a thing. <laughs> but I feel like I know enough people in Austin that I could crash somewhere, and it would be okay. Okay. Worst comes to worst, I would go in on a hotel with somebody, but I would never get a hotel. If I had to get a hotel by myself, I'm not going to okay. Fantastic Fest. Just too expensive. Fair enough. But it's so good. And then once you're there, you just spend money. And you know, I don't, mm-hmm. For me, 
I'm in Austin. I want to buy food. Yeah. So I'm going to spend so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spend at least $100 on records every time I'm in Austin. So <laughs> they have a fucking just... vending machine filled with movies. It's <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Man. How do you not pump money in that thing? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Sean, is there anything coming up you're stoked on? So, Mad Max. Yeah. Obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, the last trailer for Mad Max looks amazing. All I know is, like, I was iffy on it because people revisiting franchises they haven't done in decades has proven to be unsuccessful. Cough, George Lucas, cough. <laughs> um, but Charlie Saran's metal arm is all I actually need. I've, I found this out. Like, every preview, all I'm doing is looking for a metal arm and going, fuck, Charlie Saran has metal arm. I want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I can think about. Plus, there's some insane looking shit about driving around in the desert and... It kind of looks like if this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long, at least 57 minutes of it is going to be a continuous car chase. Which I'm into. Yeah, I'm into as well. I'm with that. I, I mean, that's, that's what people, people have said, that it's just a long car chase, which I guess... the Fast and the Furious movies I know that you haven't seen, but no, I love them all. I have not so. seen them. I love yeah. that one of the best battle tactics they have is just like to put a dude on a stick and <laughs> wave him around. That's so Fire fucking around. great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know... I mean, it looks awesome, and I kind of feel like that's not the best battle tactic, but that's one of those, like, movie things that I'm not You're really going to point out, because, like, as long as it's, like, fun in the movie, who gives a crap? All right. Um, okay. I actually was thinking that there's another movie coming out that I want to see, but I can't fucking think of what it is. Okay. Um, so that's, like, not entertaining. <laughs> but I finally thought of my whack. Yeah. William Ed Whitmore has a new album, and he's on tour, and he's not coming to Philadelphia. Yeah, he already played in D.C. and in, uh... Did you like the new record, Radium? Uh, Honestly, not that much. Yeah, I'm not into But you know what? It doesn't matter. He has five records I'm into. So if like every sixth song he plays, I'm not that into, whatever. And My favorite thing about William Elliott Whitmore is that Liam has a crew neck sweatshirt of William Elliott He Whitmore. had crew neck sweatshirts, so I bought one, man. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. It's don't so don't be a hater. No, I'm not hating. Did I just say I love I, that? I have, I have three crew neck sweatshirts. Dude, and one of them is a William Elliott Whitmore. I have a William Whitmore Elliott Whitmore. I have a They Live, and now I have my Twin Peaks one. Nice. Oh, yeah, you won that last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer about William. I mean, here's the thing. I don't love the new album either. I do love the new video because it looks like they shot it just at his house, and it's really endearing. But, uh, but yeah, it sucks to miss it. I mean, but also his tour schedule is really weird, and I don't want to see him at Underground Arts again. Like, I want to see that him was like kind of a bummer, wasn't it, when we saw him together? He was great, but the sound in there is yeah. shit out of my ass. He also gave me a shout out for my Abolition Records T-shirt. Yes, he did. Nice. That was weird. I want to see him at Johnny Brenda's again because that was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. That's awesome. It was like 130 fucking degrees. Yeah, dude. And they don't have any air conditioning or barely have fans. But he played for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Well, so also drinking and being like 200 degrees and... Yeah, he's... It was awesome. Though. Isn't that kind of his thing? Probably. <laughs> I do a like lot. Johnny Brenda's a lot and I feel like he's good at Johnny... That's a good yeah. venue for him. Yeah, it's a wonderful venue for him. Uh, Josh, what do you hype on? I got tickets to see Fucked Up at the International House. I haven't got my tickets yet, Yo, but I really want to go. Let me tell you something. That shit is fucking awesome. That's going to be amazing. I got tickets for Radioactivity... At the fucking Philomoka. Oh, yeah, Do you right. Know this band? No. No. It's the guys from the Markmen. Oh, yes. No, I yeah. didn't know about this. Right, right, right. Yeah, dude. That shit's going to be awesome. I got tickets to see Jonah Mantranga, who's playing at the side chapel at the at the church. Sure. And I got tickets to see. Um, there was one more show. Um, I can't fucking remember right now. But uh, at 
Craftwork tickets go on sale on Friday. Yeah. I'm really excited to see Craftwork. Um, I can't care about that. I can't oh my god, I love Craftwork so much. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's my shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, so those are all coming up. I just saw the trailer for a movie called Horsehead. Oh, I've seen Horsehead. Played at, fan- played at Fantastic Fest. Is it awesome? My com- <laughs> Sorry, my opinions about Horsehead are complicated. It's uh, really creepy and beautiful, but it's kind of like in the 90s when you would see like a Tool music video, and it was really scary, but just a music video. Mm-hmm. It, it's very... So it's very Brothers Quay, Tarsine kind of... <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a lot going on behind the surface, but, but it, it, is, it is pretty cool. Okay, I'm excited for it. I haven't seen cool. it. Cool. I'm, I'm stoked. You saw it already too, Lou? I did not see it. Oh. Okay. Well, you might like it way more than me. That's totally possible. Hey, man. You know. I, I planned to see it. I didn't know when it was coming. It's on my list of movies I missed at Fantastic Fest that I want to see eventually. Right. But a lot of people I know like really hated it. And so I'm cautious. That doesn't mean I won't see it. I still will see it because it just the trailer also looked cool. So. I also really want to see Ex Machina. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either and I really a want to see it. A lot of people, have you seen it, Jen? No, but I, I'm really wanting to see it. Yeah, a lot of people who've seen it are there's a therapist at my job who used to be roommates with Joe Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he was talking about Ex Machina sure. at work the other day and he started crying. Yeah. Homeboy's like, you know, he's not, he's not a spring chicken. He's a young, he's an old dude. And he just was like, it was so beautiful. And like, he's one of those, he's a therapist. Shit. He's a good guy. He's one of my favorite people at the hospital. He wears an earring. He's cool. Has a beard. Whatever. Old dude, right? He was talking about this movie like he had never seen a movie before. Wow. Yeah. And, and again, this dude has been around. He's seen a lot of movies. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm, I'm stoked on that. All right. Let me do my thing. So. Oh, I also got one more. What is it? <laughs> Monday night, May 11th. Oh, Cinepunks shit. is doing our first screening of free summer movies at the Pharmacy Coffee Lounge at 18th and Wharton. By the way, we just got the f- updated flyer. Oh, good. <laughs> it's on Monday. It's on Monday. Fuck it is you, now Evan. Wednesday. No, but, we get we, Evan does it for free. It's like this. Evan's thing where the man. I will I never make say anything. fun of you, Evan. I want. I know you're listening. I want to make fun of you right now, but you are hooking us up for free, so I can't make fun no, of no, you. Not even that. Evan is a good fucking guy. He is a good. Dude. I will vouch for that dude no matter what. But we are screening another state of mind. Another state of mind. Mr. Sunny Singh of Hate Five Six has loaned us his screen that we oh, can yeah, show. Yeah, 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 we can yeah, show yeah. it on the screen. And the other thing is that we will have the new Cinepunks t-shirts on sale at yep. the screening. Yep. The first print is called the Drop Dead Donnie or the Donnie Drops Dead, which is uh, it's a Drop Dead ripoff with a picture of the Big Lebowski um, people on it with, you know, Donnie, the dude, and Walter. And underneath it, it just says, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> It's so good. It is a genius idea, goddammit. I love that we've posted this picture everywhere. Yeah. But you're still so excited to describe it. I look at the shirt and I laugh for like 20 minutes because it's still funny. And then the other one is the Los Crudos, which is C-R-E-W-D-O-S. And uh, we we took the the classic Los Crudos print of Illegal E.K. And we turned it to Peliculas E.K., and then we replaced so the pictures of the peasants with our favorite directors. <laughs> god oh my god, it's so good! It's Yonarowski and think John sh- Carpenter and David Lynch and John Waters. 
I do. Oh think, my god! I do think these shirts are amazing. Like they're pretty great. <laughs> so You're yeah. gonna want to cop one. I'm just saying, you can come. We're selling for ten bucks a piece. Our proceeds all go to help Cinepunks get good microphones that don't sound like balls. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, I, t- I forgot to tell you. I talked to a dude about that. I think we can do it for cheaper. Why am I talking about this? On I don't know. But okay. come let out do, to the screening. Let me do my thing. Come out to the pharmacy, 18th and Wharton, 7:30 Monday night, Monday the 11th. We're gonna show another state of mind. Yeah. Okay. So let me do what I'm excited about. Uh, and I, I wanted to make sure I did this because, uh, as you all know, I don't live in Philadelphia anymore. And almost everything we're excited about is in Philadelphia. And so I always get bummed out because it's like a list of things that I got to drive to and whatever. So for the first time, there's a thing I'm excited about that's closer to me than it is to y'all. So fuck y'all. Yeah. So this is the drive-in zombie fest. Now, to be fair. Oh, my God. Drive-in zombie fest. an exhumed event. So I still need Philly people to have fun. But it's at my new favorite place, the Mahoning Drive-In, where I want to pass. Uh, although I think Dan said my pass doesn't count for this and I have to pay for it, but I don't know. That's fine. But, uh, because it's like 10 bucks, isn't it? Isn't it's really not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weekend of zombie movies. So let's, wait, are we going to be camping? List. Is that what we're doing? What happens? Do we have stay to there? Camp? I live, I live 40 minutes from there. I'm so going we stay home. at your house is what you're telling me. Well, here's the thing. You can stay at my house on Friday night. Then on Saturday, I can drive you down to Philly because I have to skip Saturday because I have a wedding to go to. Do it. So, uh, the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, uh, Drive-In Zombie Fest at the Mahoning Drive-In in Lehighton, PA. Uh, just so you guys know, the Mahoning Drive-In, old classic drive-in, second largest drive-in screen in the world. First one is somewhere in Colorado, I think. I don't know. Dude told me and I forget. Uh, nicest guys own it. It basically was a first-run drive-in that shut down. And then some people came in and just brought it back up. And uh, they had to redo the 35-millimeter. They had to change the roll. So now it's reel-to-reel 35-millimeter. And so this is what they're showing. Friday, May 22nd, Day of the Dead, Messiah of Evil, House by the Cemetery. Oh, okay. Solid lineup. Yeah. Solid lineup. Day two, demons. Nice. Children shouldn't play with dead things. And one dark night. Drive Nazi. I think no one I know has seen one dark night. I'm wondering if it's like a like a rare whatever. And then Sunday, May twenty fourth, City of the Walking Dead. Yes. Two evil eyes and Revenge of the Dead. What's Revenge of the Dead? Uh. A message on a typewriter ribbon leads a journalist on a quest to discover more about a mysterious scientist and his theories involving the reanimation of the dead buried in strange locations. Wait, ignore the cheap Dawn of the Dead-inspired rip-off ad campaign employed by the original distributors of this unsettling horror thriller. The film is not a lame-brained Italian zombie gut-muncher, but a subtle haunting, sophisticated, living dead picture that's a true gem of 80s horror cinema. Give it a chance. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> typewriter ribbon? Is this some sort of, like, pre-Resident Evil shit? What the fuck's the typewriter? <laughs> Dude, did you ever play Resident Evil? You save the game with typewriter ribbons. All screenings begin at dusk. Gates open at 6pm. Tickets are 10 bucks for each night. Camping is available for an additional $10. So, for those of you who are thinking, where the f- Frick is Lehighton, whatever. If you go to Milan, says it's basically Allentown. Uh, yeah, it's a little further. It's 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 basically you know it's closer to. It's not far from Jim Thorpe. Okay. 
Um, so I can get there pretty easily. It would be harder for folks. But if it's going to be nice weather, probably. So you could literally pitch a tent, lol, uh, in the drive-in area and just stay there. And like, uh, or they have a deal at a local hotel. You can get discounts at the hotel. And Lehigh, since it's not a very big town, it's not a amazing town but they do have some restaurants around there like cheap diners and stuff so it is possible to like hang out there um for those people that are personal friends if you want to crash in my house you are welcome to crash in my house uh and even though i'm going to a wedding on saturday the movies go late enough that if you want to you can stay at my house on saturday night too Wow! Uh, my my wife does my wife does not know that though, so I have to check with her. Hopefully, we won't say it on any public forum where she might hear it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think it's going to be super cool. We love Exhumed already, but I I met the guys at the Mahoning Drive-In, and they're really earnest and they're trying really hard. They've done their first weekend was Wizard of Oz and Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Then they did the first Superman and the the first Batman movie. This weekend is, like I said, Shawshank and Cool Hand Luke. I think they're trying hard to, like, bring this drive-in thing back together. Do they eventually want to add a digital projector? Sure. They would love to do some newer stuff. But they are pitching on 35 millimeter right now. They're putting their money down on 35 millimeter, And they're never going to get rid of those projectors. So I just think that's super cool. Like, they just... And the guy is the most endearing guy. He's, like, you know, just the exact kind of dork you want running something like this. Just the nicest dude. So I'm excited to go. I hope people come check it out. I think that's everything. Do we have anything else? Nope, that's it. Uh, we want to thank... Well, we don't really want to thank Sean because he he should he Sean can literally be on any episode he wants, but he's being a father and a breadwinner and all that stuff. But we do want to thank Jen for being on the show. Thank you very much, Jen. Thank you very much, Jen. Jen, you're not blogging anymore, right? Do you have a blog to plug? Okay, so I do have a blog. Uh, it's called Final Girl Support Group, but I'm too lazy to write lately. Um, but I'll try real hard <laughs> to update it. Uh, actually, there's a lot of things we didn't get to today that, that I uh, would really love to talk about. So, so maybe well, I then can... we'll just have to have you back. <laughs> what did you? What did you? What did we not get to? Oh, I have some thoughts about poor, pretty Eddie. But uh, oh, do you want to do them? We could, we could go. Whatever you guys want to do is cool. I can also type them up. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. <laughs> good, good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I mean, we are at about an hour and a half, so we yeah, should so that's just wrap up. That's, that's some time. But thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Well, and we hope you'll come back. I we we talk about horror a lot, and you are one of my favorite people who is interested in horror. So we should. You also have the distinction of being our first female guest. Your first guest with a vagina. Good work. I wasn't going to acknowledge that. <laughs> and then you brought it right up. I'm just going to be like, of course Jen's on. We just have no, ladies man, on all dude, the time. I'm saying it's cool, man. It's cool. Why not talk about what's cool? <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. That was episode 28. 20, <laughs> just say smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. <laughs>